Today's video is sponsored by Moomoo. More on them in a moment. Check the link down below in the meantime. Hey everyone, me Kevin here. In this video, I'm going to break down some reports that we have about what might happen in 2022 regarding the S&P 500 based on Wall Street uh, estimates and what could happen potentially in January as well as uh, some other thoughts. Uh, let's just get right into it. So uh, first, JP Morgan says the market is setting up for what they call a strong January effect. And this is an old Wall Street theory that calls for big stock gains in the early part of the year. Now, I've always thought that maybe people who took losses in December after the 30-day wash rule are going to hop back into the market in January. But JP Morgan says it's not just a typical sort of annual pattern, but it's that the current market is set up to look particularly good for, quote, high momentum stocks as these stocks have experienced large sell-offs recently, but nothing has changed fundamentally. Now, they didn't specifically go into which stocks, but we can guess. All you have to do is, like we talked about earlier on the channel today, sort by market cap. Look at some of these ridiculously oversold small caps. And JP Morgan is suggesting that investors are being too bearish, overly bearish than what they should be. It's my belief that hedge funds and institutions are shorting small caps because it's just the easy thing to do right now to hedge your portfolio. So if you're long on the mega caps or large caps and you're short small caps, you are crushing it in this market. And at this point, there's no sign that this is going to end. But when this pain ends, I expect it to flip back quickly. JP Morgan believes that we could see this movement come in January because of what they call the January effect. Look for small caps, though, that have had high momentum in the past. So momentum stocks, think, for example, shift technologies for a period of time, big momentum. Tattooed Chef had a lot of momentum for a period of time. Lemonade had a lot of momentum for a period of time. Corsair, not so much after it uh, hit the market, uh, after it uh, uh, had its public offering. But uh, you, there, there are plenty of smaller cap uh, stocks, even uh, consider stocks like Arkimodo or Fisker, that are just ridiculously oversold in this market. JP Morgan thinks, look this one up, quote, the January effect is going to give us a big U-turn here. Now, others believe, wait a minute, not so fast. What about the fact that the Fed's probably going to be raising rates? First, a quick message from our sponsor. I'm really excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Moomoo. Moomoo is an app that helps you trade like a pro. It does this by offering powerful analytic tools, commission-free trades, and reliable order execution. Moomoo's technical analysis tools are really easy to use and super helpful, especially to retail investors like you and me. Many sites charge for the information that Moomoo offers totally for free. They offer things like daily short selling volume, financial statements conveniently available in the app, cost distribution data, and a community that talks about everything about finances and stocks. Right now, Moomoo's community is comprised of over 17 million traders. And since Moomoo offers commission-free trades, there really isn't a reason not to use them. The best part is, if you click the link in the description down below, you will get a chance to earn up to five free stocks worth anywhere between $3 to $3,500 when you open your account and deposit money. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks, Moomoo, for sponsoring this video. Check out that link down below and get your up to five free stocks.
According to Crossmark Chief Strategist Fernandez, who appeared on Bloomberg, the Fed's first rate hike is actually unlikely to derail the overall rally that we're seeing in the equity market, not including small caps, just all the other stuff, small caps aside, are doing pretty dang well. Fernandez said that historically, equity markets keep going up after a first rate hike and usually don't actually start being affected until the Fed's second or third increase. Now, this is really interesting because if we look at the Fed's summary of economic projections, we know that we're expecting about three hikes in 2022. Uh, but the first one with about a 90% chance, according to uh, Fed futures, is expected to come in March. That probably sets us up for the second one coming sometime uh, in, in the summer to the third quarter of 2022 for the second and third. So look for the summer to Q3 of 2022 for potentially the impact, at least according to this market strategist, that March, just because we get our first rate increase, might actually not imply that markets are just going to sell off, that a lot of this could already be priced in. And what's really interesting is if we look at market history, we see that the S&P 500's average annual return was, listen to this, 10.5% between 2004 and 2006. Now, we know that was before the 2008 bubble, but during that period of time, the Federal Reserve hiked interest rates 17 times. Folks, 17 hikes in that, you know, three-ish year period. And stocks returned an average of 10.5% in the S&P 500, or the S&P 500. The S&P 500 also returned 9.8% annually during 2006, or sorry, 2016 to 2018 during the rate hikes up until, of course, that painful crash that we had at the end of 2018, where we're finally like, that's it, enough is enough, stop raising rates, Jerome Powell, you're effing up the market. And then, of course, we had that brief real estate crash in the summer of 2008, I'm sorry, <laughs> That was a big real estate crash. The summer of 2018, and about May to June, we saw real estate prices plummet about 12%. You can actually go back and watch my videos from 2018 if you scroll back through my channel, and you'll see me going, oh my gosh, something bad's happening. It was crazy. But anyway, uh, the other thing to note is 13 banks and financial service forms, uh, firms have put together their 2022 forecasts, and the average return that they're expecting for the S&P 500 for next year is 4.5%, which doesn't hold the candle to the 16% that we got in 2020 or the over now 26% that we've gotten in 2021. So really low estimates expected for 2022, which kind of implies that the big caps, those mega caps like the Apple, Microsoft, Netflix, Adobe, JP Morgan, Berkshire Hathaway, Tesla, Google, might not be that big of players in 2022. Who knows? Maybe 2022 will be the year of the small cap. <laughs> Wishful thinking at this point. <laughs> anyway, now there's mixed sentiment about what to expect uh, from 2022, obviously. Uh, I mean, Morgan Stanley is actually predicting a drop of 6.9% in the S&P in 2022, and BMO sees it up 12%. So the average uh, is 4.5%, but you're seeing quite a spread. Now, Barron's has also recently come out saying that the options market is literally going nuts. That we've seen daily volume of over 50 million contracts compared to 21 years ago in 2000 during the dot-com bubble era. We had about a million contracts trade on an average day. We're 50x that. That's insane. 
And they're basically saying it right now feels like people are trying to buy lottery tickets, saying that people realize that all they need is a bullish call with an expiration date close to an earnings report, and then they nail it to get rich. And so this is dangerous. Remember, call options, especially on small caps right now, will bleed you dry. It is painful right now if you are holding small cap call options. It sucks, okay? Like a good strategy might be, not financial advice, close those and sell puts. Because so many people are buying puts on them, the premiums on sell puts are beautiful right now because everybody's shorting them. Uh, anyway, BlackRock also published their 2022 outlook. Uh, by the way, I teach things like this in the programs on building your wealth, link down below. Uh, and of course, check out that link for Moomoo, link down below. Okay, now, BlackRock published their 2022 outlook, and this was interesting. Now, remember, BlackRock is uh, one of the largest institutional investors in America. Their outlook is as follows. Positive year for stocks, negative year for bonds. They reiterated that we're probably going to settle with inflation levels above pre-COVID trends. So we're still going to be a little bit elevated on inflation. Uh, and that is why they favor equity over bonds. So stocks over bonds. They do recognize that we're going to be going through a little bit of a withdrawal period, though, of stimulus no longer coming towards us, and that uh, they're expecting rate hikes, but they do think the Fed's going to be tolerant of inflation, much more tolerant than it has in the past, which kind of implies less aggressive rate hikes than like what we saw in 2018 when we led to that crash at the end of 2018, right? They do believe that the Fed's going to raise rates in 2022, but uh, not as soon as the market is pricing in. They actually think the Fed's going to be a little bit slower. They're also expecting a muted policy response to inflation, just kind of wait, a lot of wait and see. They do expect COVID strains, just future ones and Omicron to delay, but not derail the restart of our economy, they're saying. Short term, they think uh, that any slower growth that we end up having right now will just lead to more growth in the future. So they're kind of like, eh, we're sticking long equities. Like even if things take a little longer, we'll be fine. We'll have those shares for the future is what they're saying. Uh, they say that we're dealing with this unique series of events, which we really have no historic parallels for, that we have this unique restart with new virus trends and this weird central bank policy that we're going through. But they do prefer developed markets over emerging markets. They're not too confident in emerging markets. And if you look at emerging markets like Brazil, 10 plus percent inflation, the currency instability in Turkey, kind of makes sense. So they're underweight on uh, uh, bonds for our market, but overweight equities. Like in other words, more stocks, please, less bonds, and we're sticking to domestic in 2022. That's for uh, BlackRock. They also mentioned that inflation is being driven by an unusual restart of dynamics of the supply and demand imbalances, basically like, hey, we still got massive demand, but we've got a lack of supply, but they actually expect a lot of the issues are going to resolve in 2022. Some companies aren't that optimistic. They're, they're telling investors, wait until 2023, which if we do end up solving our supply chain issues in 2022, then that should be bullish for the stock market because a lot of the stock market is not thinking that things are going to be solved in 2022. Thinks things will get a little bit better, but not great. The Fed is also tapering bond purchases by $15, $15 billion uh, more per month. They doubled that, obviously. We know that. BlackRock also says that you can't ignore the fact that China is slowing down and they hope that uh, China will loosen some of its uh, monetary, fiscal, and regulatory policies to help maintain growth. But right now, there's a clear lack of growth in China. And this is leading to that kind of sell-off that we're seeing on Chinese stocks like Alibaba. This is, of course, compounded by the fact that you've got a lot of delisting fears with companies like D. 
Aditi, and that makes people scratch their heads. Okay, what does this mean for Neo? What does this mean for Alibaba? So there's there's a lot of pain here. Uh, but overall, they're bullish. They also think that a green transition comes at a cost of higher inflation. And again, they're favoring developed markets for that green transition. So we learned a lot of things in this. Let me give you a quick summary. People are bullish on the S&P 500 on average, but barely, like 4.6%. JP Morgan says the January effect could be a big deal, especially for smaller caps. When uh, we look at the first few rate increases for the Fed, might not hurt us that much, especially if the Fed is pretty chill. We might have already priced that pain in. And a BlackRock, not too bullish on developing countries, not too bullish on China, much more bullish on American stocks. So this gives you a little bit of a recap of what's going on here, combined with some thoughts on options, uh, and of course, my thoughts on that small cap recovery. I really think we're not going to see a small cap recovery either until we get out of Omicron, because I think people are using small caps as their hedge for, honestly, Omicron. Anyway, my thoughts, check out Moomoo, link down below. Thank you so much for watching this video, and folks, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much. Goodbye.